This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, it's Matt Bovee from It's Always Game Day in Buffalo. This NFL offseason, we can fit 25 hours in a day, and that's because of podcasts that make you more productive. When you're folding laundry, paying bills, making omelets, or any other task that you've got to get done, listen while you work. Do your chores and be entertained all at the same time. It's all about the bills, the news, insight, analysis, and of course, some jokes too on demand. So it fits into your busy schedule. Follow the It's Always Game Day in Buffalo podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop, And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, let me tell you about why this game is massive in Chicago. It's going to be massively bad weather. I don't know if you've seen the forecast. Um, I, I've Matt, heard it's going to be very, very cold. Not just that, but now the latest winter storm, 30-mile-an-hour winds and plenty of snow. And 10 degrees for a high. Way more than anything we've had here in Buffalo for this for this game we were talking about. A hot in that state of 10 degrees stadiums right on the water. Fact, in fact, let me just um, read you a tweet that I saw. I'm going to, who is this? This is a weatherman named Tom Niziol. Tom Niziol is retired winter weather expert, weather channel meteorologist in charge from Buffalo, New York. All right. So Tom says, let me read this to you. This is on Sunday night as we sit here. Regardless of timing differences, let me ask you this, Matt. When are you? You're going to Chicago, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I get it. I get in Friday morning, early Friday morning, and I'm on the team charter, which will be Friday evening. It says, yeah. regardless of timing differences, I would not be planning to fly in or out of through Chicago's hub airports at the end of this week. Adjust your plans accordingly. You have had plenty of warning. I don't know what that means, other than we're going to have a tough time traveling in and out on Christmas Eve. And potentially Christmas Day, I guess. Uh, I really don't want to miss Christmas. I know. Um, and by I don't the way, think you have anything to impact a football game and how the Buffalo Bills play and the Chicago Bears play. I don't think you have anything to worry about being on the team charter, but traveling commercially, I think that I absolutely have things to be concerned about because it's already one of the busiest travel days of the year. And then you add weather into the mix. Ooh, great. Yeah. Cool. Uh, this I... <laughs> year, this this season has been ridiculous. From just the late game yesterday in the weather, it was fun. It was a cool atmosphere. The back to back games in Detroit, just now this. I uh, 
there is something to be said about just missing Sunday one o'clock games when the Bills are in the hunt in December and not all of these different time slots that they play in these days. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting. This is going to be a weather event. Apparently, we're going to be on top of this. And of course, obviously, lots of Bills fans that might be heading to the game as well, live in the Midwest, and this is their time to chance to see their team. And, you know, you're going to have this weather situation. So we'll stay on top of that. But as of right now, very windy, very cold, very cold, like lows overnight below zero and snow, a winter storm coming to Chicago for the Bills game on Christmas Eve. All right, so let's take a look real quick again. Let's refresh and just talk about how the AFC East and how the AFC looks, and then we'll get to some questions as well. Uh, The Bills, they are the number one seed. They can clinch the division next week. They will clinch the division with a victory over the Chicago Bears, or they will clinch with a loss by the Miami Dolphins, who play on Christmas Day against the Green Bay Packers. It's very possible that could happen. So the Bills' magic number, if you will, is one. They're 11-3. and They're a full three games clear of Miami. The only way the Bills can lose the division at this point is if they lose out and Miami wins out because Miami would then have a better division record. So that's where they stand going into Saturday. Yeah. Uh, the And then when you just look at the AFC East, so the Jets and the Patriots, so every team in the AFC East lost this weekend except for the Bills. Yep. The Jets and the Patriots are still in the eight and nine spot in the AFC at seven and seven. Miami's in the last playoff spot at eight and six. Miami still plays both of those teams. So if you're Miami, you get to control your own destiny by playing those two teams. But if you're those other teams, you have a chance of kind of controlling your own destiny. If you get a win against Miami. So those games become ultra important in these next couple weeks here. So I think of the teams left, I think the jets have a pretty hard schedule. Let me check the Jets' schedule. The jets play the Jags who I would not want to deal with on Thursday night football. Then they play at the Seahawks and then they host the, or at the Dolphins the last week of the year. So those are pretty tough games for the Jets, who, by the way, after a really nice start, have lost one, two, three, four, five straight games. Or wait, no, excuse me. I'm sorry. They beat the Bears. They've lost three straight games, but they've lost four out of their last five. Uh, So it's going to really come down to the wire for those other teams in the division. But if you're listening in Buffalo or wherever you're listening to, Bills are going to the playoffs. We just don't know what seat they're going to be. We are going to answer some questions from you. You can tweet us at Sal Sports or at Matt underscore Bove. I know you throw out the tweet all the time. We're going to set up the pod and do that. I have one to start us off with, though. Um, Matt, are you sad, angry, or happy for the Minnesota Vikings breaking the Buffalo Bills all-time record for the greatest comeback in NFL history, overcoming a 33-point deficit to beat the Indianapolis Colts. The Bills' record lasted 29 years, 11 months, and 15 days. I'll say I'm sad just because it's this moment that has lived in like kind of lore for all of these years, whether it was in Buffalo or it was in just other parts of the country. So it stinks that it got broken, but eventually it was going to get broken anyway. Let me tell you though, if Frank Reich was still the coach of the Colts, that would have never happened on the sideline. He would have made it personal as he saw that that comeback was starting to get, uh, get threatened a bit. He might've suited up and went onto the field and made sure that they didn't lose that game. So yeah, I think it stinks, but whatever, it's not that big of a deal. (laughs) All right. What do you got for us? All right. So by the way, let me say, I, I, I'm sad about it because it's exactly all the words you said, but I find solace in trying to find the positive and say the Bills still hold the greatest postseason comeback. And we all know that it was more meaningful in that game. So there exactly. you go. 
Exactly. This one's from Allie. Why is Cam Lewis still active week to week, especially now that Dean Marlowe is back, which is a very fair question, especially given the mistake that Cam made yesterday. Mm, I think my guess is Cam is more used on certain special teams that they want. Dean is more of a safety, safety, a safety valve, safety, like that. They, Hey, I have a guy, if there's an injury, we can elevate, we can activate him. We can have him active for the game. Cam, it's not about defense. Cam can do that stuff. I think it's because Cam plays certain roles on special teams that D Marlowe doesn't. And I understand fans going, Oh, come on. What, what, what is that? Why can't you replace him? I get it. The bills very much value certain spots for their poor special teamers. And I would say the reason is because Cam plays those roles. that D Marlowe can't. Yeah. All right. This is from Laura. What's the expiration date on attempts to burn bills fans with Owen four in super bowls. And that, that, you think, know why this is happening, right? Why this question came up. I don't. Okay. Let me tell you, I was just all over the Patriots and their, in their fit. I was tweeting all about the Patriots losing the way they did to the Raiders. As soon as it happened. In fact, Matt, you said, Hey, I'm ready to record whenever you are. And I literally texted back to you. Give me some more time to fire off some more tweets, making fun of the Patriots because it was so fun for me to do that. So yeah. of course I was doing that and I could be a bit of a, a Patriot fan antagonizer sometime. That's why. And literally the first response from a Patriots fan was over four in Super Bowls. My response was fire Belichick, hashtag fire Belichick with laughing emojis. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I am of the, this is, I'm not taking a shot at you. I have always felt this way as somebody who is not a Yankees fan, that Yankees fans lean right. on the championships yeah. far more than they should. But that is what makes sports so fun because like, you know, I'm from Buffalo. I've never seen the Bills win a Super Bowl or the Sabres win a Stanley Cup. So, like, that is the very common shot back. And I don't disagree with you. I'm not that fan, but I don't disagree with what you're saying. I think there needs to be just an understanding of what is relevant and what isn't. Like, that is a very low-hanging fruit clap back to somebody who is a fan of a certain team or a fan of a certain city's sports teams or whatever it is. But, like, if you're somebody who roots for the Bills – you have had a much better last five years than a lot of other fan bases. So I think it's weird when people are like, oh, and four in Super Bowls. There are Bills fans who weren't even alive for that. I I am 30 and I don't remember any of that. So when, you know, when people bring it up to me, oh, yeah, the four Super Bowls, I was like, I was two years old for the well, last one. I'm glad you say this because my Dolphins fan friend who's here. He's a little bit older than me, and he's he just like many Dolphins fans. He constantly his retort is always about the only undefeated team, the only. Undefeated oh team. my I'm like, gosh! Dude, I'm oh. going to be 50 in April, and it was before I was born. Like, I know. who cares now? I know. And did uh, you ever see the Kyle Brandt commentary yes. on the? Yes. I thought that was pretty spot on. And I did too. I and just, what he basically said was that he, they they they. The, the old, the urban legend, it's not a real legend. They've done this, but not maybe to the level people think they get together and pop champagne whenever the last team loses. And he says that's celebrating others failures instead of others accomplishments. And it's kind of right. Right. That it, To put it like that. But in, anyway, the whole point is though, it's so far and long ago. I get it. You did this. It's a great record, but Oh my God, it was 50 years ago. And you're going to tell me about it. And that's what you have to hold up. Yeah. Well, people are, People like to find weird things to take jabs about. All right, let's end with this one. Right. What's that? Well, I guess we got, we got two that we'll end with. This is from D Rob. What is the plan if Morse is out for the season? 
and Bates at center at left guard. Well, I didn't read the season part, uh, so I don't think that. Let's just say he's out there. Let's just say he, yeah. let's say he misses a game or two. I would imagine. Yes, I'll tell you being, why, Matt. It is important to point out. Mitch Morris has had con- concussions. In yes, his he has. Yes. So, he has. so I think this is one to monitor, maybe even a little bit more than other concussions, as serious as any concussion is. Bates to me would be the guy to go there, and mm-hmm. then maybe, and then Ike Butker at guard. I think the key is Ike Butker here and getting him active, as we talked about. Yes, I agree, and I think that that's one of those pieces. Ryan Bates maybe has not been as consistently solid as some Bills fans were hoping at guard this year, but one of the biggest reasons why he was brought back was because of the versatility for moments like this, where you can just slide him over to center. Now he's not going to be playing the caliber that Mitch Morris is playing because Mitch Morris is their best offensive lineman right now, but he'll still be playing better than what they had in the second half yesterday. So I tend to agree that I would think that that's the plan. And then Sal, this is the really important last one for Mark when posed with the bacon or sausage question at brunch. What is the call? Bacon sausage. Come on, dude. Bacon sauce sausage. Do you prefer sausage patty or sausage like roll? You know, like a hot dog sausage. What do you call those things? Links. Links. Thank you. Thank you. Sorry. It depends on what the, what you're eating them with. Now, if you're sitting there eating like a breakfast sandwich, you would want a patty. Of course, there's more surface. What about just like next to eggs and hash browns or something? Potatoes. Stand Uh, a la carte links or patties. I think if you get the same amount of patties, you go with patties because they're usually bigger. But if it's like you get two patties or three links, then you go links. And I don't know how you would know that when you're ordering food at a restaurant. So I would say links is probably the safer bet, but I do like a nice patty. I, I've You're never going about this all wrong. You're going about this all wrong here. This is I the answer. Okay. Never get bacon. Go ahead. First of all, that's ridiculous. Okay. Never. It's bacon. Do you not like bacon? I don't dislike bacon. When I order I a hamburger, I try to get bacon and mushrooms on it. I love a bacon mushroom. I, th- I think bacon is incredibly overrated. <laughs> We didn't end the podcast. I just went silent. All right. Aside from your egregious take here about bacon, let me get to the sausage links versus patty argument. Yeah. If it's just a standalone with the breakfast, the correct answer has to be links because if you like, you have to get up or leave or something, you don't take the patty and start eating it. That looks weird. You take the link and you can just put it in your mouth and eat it like it's a French fry, basically. You know what I mean? It's a stick and it doesn't look odd and you can just kind of carry it with you. It's it's who is, who is that finishing their meal? Maybe me. I'm an active guy. <laughs> I, yeah, but I don't know. I I don't know if it's. I've never Even if I just have to use my much. hand in some sort, I just grab it and I eat it. Yeah, no, you can do that. I I don't think that either way. I think in either form, it's still better than bacon. No way. I think so. You know, you know well, do you come up to the press box before games? Once in a while. There is a breakfast buffet for normal yes. games, and there are all normal breakfast foods. Radio duties, I generally cannot be there for that. There is, there are eggs, there yep. are home fries, there are bacon, and there are sausage. Yep, I go for I go for the sausage every time. 
I go for the bacon every time, but I might have some sausage. I don't despise sausage. I like sausage, but I like bacon a whole hell of a lot more. And I can have bacon like all time of the day. I can eat it on something with lunch, like a hamburger. I can have it with something with dinner, like a hamburger or something else. I mean, well, you're just, yeah, but you're lumping, you're, you're lumping here. You can eat sausage all times a day. It's just different kind of sausage. Like if you want a nice Italian sausage, that is true. That is true. All right. But this is going to be my final question based off of finishing off of this last conversation. Okay. What is your ideal breakfast sandwich? So the things on the breakfast sandwich and then the, the carb. Easy. Easy. Go ahead. It is a everything bagel okay. with egg, like a scrambled egg mm-hmm. with bacon. No cheese. I'm not a big cheese guy. Sorry. It just doesn't sit well. Um, I know I'm Italian. I know people that, stinks, but I'm just mm-hmm. one of these guys. I can't, can't do a lot of dairy. I'll have some cheese. I That's like, true. you know, I do pizza and all that. But anyway, so that being said, it's a bacon and egg bagel on an everything bagel. Okay. I think you. that's a very, very respectable answer. I think I would say a biscuit with a scrambled egg, cheese and sausage. I do enjoy. We, we, we could definitely end on a positive note here. I do enjoy a sausage bagel though, a sausage egg bagel. With the patty, because the patty fits with the egg. Uh-huh. That does taste good. A sausage McMuffin with egg? Yeah, good. I like that. I mean, yeah. And this is, maybe this is no, a little sacred. Sausage biscuit with egg. I like the biscuit. Yeah. Not yes. the McMuffin. I will go with the biscuit over the McMuffin. Maybe this is a little sacrilegious, but I don't mind turkey bacon either. Mm. I think it's fine. I think for, like... I, the thing that I like about the bacon is the consistency and the crunch that you get from it. And you get that with turkey bacon. You just have to cook the you know crap out of it. So good. All right, listen, we're, we're going to stay on top of this weather thing. Bills play Saturday, so the week is kind of messed up a little bit. <laughs> we'll be back at you sometime later this week. Maybe while we do our next podcast, we'll have a little bacon and sausage nearby. We can kind of chow down a little bit and compare notes. Maybe we can do something like that. So all this right, Matt, is going to um, be the this is going to be the thing that most people remember from this episode. Not the bills, not the weather. Oh, They're just going to remember know, the bacon and, or sausage. And I know you. You're going to tease it. You're going to you're going to promote it as the thing that people should we want to be listening to about this episode. It's all about the tease. Everybody knows that. <laughs> no, it's all about no the doubt. tease. All right, we'll come back at you later this week with another episode of It's Always Game Day in Buffalo for Matt Bove. I'm Sal Capaccio. Thanks for tuning in.